0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh,
1: yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
0: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for forty nine. Perfect with our classic fries.
1: Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 157 of the Savagio and Credit Sports Podcast. Here for you on a Thursday night uh, because I had my wedding rehearsal for my uncle last night, so I was out of, uh, out of the area. Had to postpone. And we're on to a Thursday night recording. Thank you so much for being here. Um, 7, 10 p.m. Ryan, how are
0: you? Doing good. Can't complain too much.
1: If you notice Ryan looking any different, it might be because of his new laptop. Hopefully it does. It It looks brighter. It looks clear. So I'm happy about that. Very cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, we did have some uh, unfortunate news come our way in the NFL world today. Gil Brand passed away at the age of 91. A pro football Hall of Famer, worked for the Cowboys for almost 30 years. I was in their ring of honor um, and turned into an NFL analyst and Series XM NFL radio host. Um, a legend in the NFL world for multiple reasons. Uh, he created the NFL Combine and uh, revolutionized the draft, uh, which I did not know until I saw Jerry Jones' statement. Um, it's a big name. It's a big loss. Uh, lived a long life to 91 years old, so we'd like to send our best wishes and condolences to Gil Brandt and his family as they go through this tough time. And the uh, the football world lost a big name today. So uh, wishing for the best for him and his family and friends. Mm-hmm, um, absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, cut day. We had cut day on Tuesday. Uh, we did not have a Jonathan Taylor trade and a bunch of other stuff um, to run down the list for anybody who's not cut up. Uh, caught up. <laughs> Good timing for that, for a little Freudian slip. Carl Davis Jr. was cut. Uh, Diego Fago. Uh, Brad Hawkins Jr., Johnny Lumpkin, CJ Maribel, Quandre Mosley, Rodney Randall, Justice Tavai, Micah Vanterpool, Scotty Washington, Carson Wells, uh, Trace McSorley, Cola's Wait- uh Waitman. I almost called him Waltman, um, Anthony Ferguson, Jason Hines, Bill Murray, who signed with Chicago's Practice Squad, uh, Joe Giles Harris, James Ferenc, Ty Montgomery, Ronnie Pitts, Thyric, uh, Ronnie Perkins, Thyrick Pitts, Raleigh Webb, Josh Bledsoe, Matt Sokol um Cody Rossi, Jeremiah Farms, uh, Kevin Harris, JJ Taylor, Malik Cunningham, and Bailey Zappi. They also made a couple of trades. They got Tyreek, uh, Tyreek uh, Tyrone Woodley Jr., or Wheatley Jr., coached by the famous Bill Callahan, who seems like the new Dante Scarnecchia, the uh, offensive line was. In exchange for Pierre Strong, didn't expect to see Pierre Strong get traded, but I guess it makes sense. Uh, positional needs on both sides. They also acquired Vidarian Lowe, another uh, sub 24 year old offensive lineman drafted last year by the Vikings um, in exchange for the Justin Haran pick. They got a 20-24-6 from the Raiders, and they traded Nick Folk to the Titans as uh, Chad Ryland uh, won the kicking battle. And they did some cleaning up, and they did some adding. And um, as we're going to get to, I don't really have any complaints with the roster right now.
0: I don't know if I would consider my complaints more so than just questions. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, mainly this was before we found out today that the Patriots had signed former Panther quarterback, Matt Corral, to be the claim. second quarterback, acclaimed him, excuse me, um, him to be the backup to Mac Jones. That was kind of my jumping off point was the fact of the Patriots at one point only had one quarterback on the roster uh, along with two running backs, two tight ends, but 11 offensive linemen. And like you, I know how you, you have it noted here that you are, um, you're happy and you're glad that they're being proactive at the offensive line position as am I. Um, It is obviously an important position of need Um. But I don't know, to me, like 11 offensive linemen just kind of stands out in the fact of like, it's going to be a revolving door and obviously injuries are going to happen. So you need as much depth as you can possibly have. Um, But this is the problem where the Patriots are at right now, where you're employing guys like Riley Reef and relying on him pretty heavily and he's already hurt. So now this question is there. Um, As you said, they make two trades to bring in some guys that you really don't know what they bring to the table because they haven't had a full offseason to work out with the Patriots or had. Uh, any time in training camp with them outside of, I think, maybe a practice today or yesterday um, after they were acquired. So there are question marks there. But to me, that's what just kind of stands out is, again, Bill Belichick. I mean, you can also make the jokes about, like, five special teamers, um, stuff like that. But that's kind of where I'm at. Like, he, it, it, it just it's strange to me. And I feel like a lot of people kind of feel the same way that, you know, the 11 offensive linemen, um, a lot of these guys you hope can pan out, but that's just kind of where I'm at right now where it's like you're prioritizing Mm -hmm. obviously an important position, but like it it, it looks a little weird on paper when you had it one, like I said, at one point the the one quarterback and Mac Jones, I'm happy it's Mac Jones, of course, don't get me wrong. Um, But that was just a a strange sight to see. Obviously they, they, in my opinion, luck out too that, that Zappy and Cunningham both uh, were able to clear waivers and be able to make the practice squad. Again, that was obviously a, a talking point for a lot of people that both those guys were waived at one point. Um, I don't know how how do you feel about Corral being brought in? We'll kind of I guess to start there and touch on that because he's a guy obviously same draft class as Bailey Zappi, uh, drafted a round ahead of Bailey Zappi. was drafted with the pick the Patriots traded the Panthers, so that was kind of interesting. And then of course the Patriots took Zappi with the the corresponding pick, so an interesting dynamic there. Yeah. Um, Patriots obviously were the team that knocked Matt Corral out of his rookie campaign last year with the what was it, the Liz Frank injury that he suffered in the preseason a year ago. Um, So a whole lot of storylines and connections with these two things. You're a guy that I I wouldn't say you're like overly high on him, but just from talking to you off the air, it seems like uh, it's a guy that you're at least a little excited to see, you know, in a Patriots uniform.
1: Yeah. And I just want to give a shout out to um, Chavez Romero, Maria Guadalupe saying, uh, if I'm translating this correctly, welcome from uh, Tekelellon Jalisco. So shout out to you with a waving face or a waving emoji, a heart. Mm a Green heart and a smiley emoji, and then I gotta be honest, I can't quite um, fully translate the second message, but it's with a handshake and a smiley emoji. So, welcome, thank you for watching. Yeah, I think, it's, yeah. Yeah, yep, I think it's a positive thing. Um, appreciate you being here, Mac Jones and Matt Corral. Mac and Matt, um, who knows if that'll be the main uh top two quarterback tandem, or if you know we're seeing Matt Corral inactive everyone's smile and be Zappy Malik Cunningham, um, activated, but. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, the Patriots unfortunately ended what could have been Matt Corral's rookie season last year. Um, now they get him and essentially make the trade moot for, uh, the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also got Marte Mapu in that trade. Fun fact, Matt Corral got, uh, had to transfer high schools because he got in a fight with Wayne
0: Gretzky's son back in the day. I can see that know. on Twitter today, but I didn't mean, I meant to look it up and just completely yeah. forgot and I got sidetracked doing something else to see what that whole ordeal yeah. was about. So that's a fun fact.
1: Um, Mac Corral's 24. He didn't, you know, get a chance to play last year with the Liz Frank injury. Um, and I am excited that he's here because mm-hmm. do I think he's going to unseat Mac Jones, barring a disastrous season for Mac Jones? No, um, but I think he has a higher upside option than Bailey Zappi. And, you know, Millie Cunningham is a lot of upside, but I think there's a little bit more in terms of like the full package with Matt Corral. So when it comes down to it, they have four quarterbacks in the roster that are all pretty young. So. Mm-hmm. Um the running upside is very exciting with Macarell. He can really run. Um, had a pretty good college career, good passer. Um, I'm not gonna act like I'm a scout and have all the strengths and weaknesses. All the yeah, but no, um yep. from what I watched of Macarell in high school and uh refreshing myself on some highlights today, I really like the player and I don't think you can go wrong claiming him for free. Um, if it's a battle for the backup position with him and um uh Bailey Zappi, it's fine with me. Mm-hmm. You should notice, I still have Ian's name on my Zoom. I'll update that real quick. I'm not Ian Glendon, not sh- uh, stealing his identity. Um, just want to make that clear. It would not be good. But yeah, Matt Jones, Matt Corral. Um, I like the upside if he can stay healthy. You know, maybe Matt Corral. Um, at a pinch needs to fill in, and he's you know a good player. Maybe he's mm-hmm.
0: just depth. Uh, we'll see. But I don't think he can go wrong. Do you think there is? Because you mentioned a battle for the backup quarterback position. At this point, do you think there would be one? Because I, I don't know. I feel like Wave and Zappy, and then kind of banishing him to the practice squad for a guy that was drafted ahead of him. Um, And then obviously we saw what happened in the last preseason, preseason game with him on the field and then getting blasted by Bill O'Brien off the field. Um, That led some people to kind of think that he had fallen out of favor. Um, You know, there's obviously the, the struggles he had this summer within training camp and then just in the games themselves. I, I feel like he's kind of on the way out. Now, obviously the Patriots, some people think maybe try to get him out of here with putting him on waivers. There were the reports at seven. What was it from Tom Palacero that, I think seven other teams apparently wanted Zappi on their practice squad as well, but he ended up obviously declining all those and coming back here. So there are, you know, some rumblings that maybe he is not falling out of favor in the locker room, but I feel like you get what I'm getting at here. I I don't know Mm -hmm. if really we're going to see a lot of him this year. Like I said, especially now that Corral is here guy, of course, like I said before was, was taken around ahead of Bailey Zappi. So you know that's led some people to think maybe the Patriots uh, maybe tried to right a wrong here. And this is a guy they should have went after instead of Zappi, you know, all the, little conspiracy theories and stuff like that. I'm sure that will come out recently, but any yeah. other kind of thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, Zappy's Zappy was never expected to be an early on refined product. So mm-hmm. a little more development for him with, you know, another option they can use because, you know, Matt Corral is a more conventional, you know, NFL style quarterback than Malik Cunningham might be. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's the real takeaway here. Um, okay. And the most interesting thing about it, I'll run through the roster in um in a bit but jalen rager is the latest addition to the practice squad mm-hmm. former first round wide receiver Me thinks i know he played for the vikings most recently he might they want might want some intel from him on the eagles ahead of their matchup okay um would, but that, that would make sense i mean to get a guy like that in your practice squad like if you can get anything out of him is a win so um mm-hmm. i like the Jalen rager addition we're going to the practice squad first uh Bailey Zappi, Malik Cunningham, Ty Montgomery, Kevin Harris, Tyreek Pitts, Matt Sokol, Farrell uh, Brown, who's got some familiarity with Bill O'Brien from Houston. I uh, was most recently with Indy, I believe. Uh Cody Rossi, Andrew Stuber, Calvin Munson, who could get elevated to the 53-man roster. But I don't know if that's the case anymore with Matt Corral uh, in the mix, but we'll see. Joe Giles, Harris, Josh Bledsoe, Colas Waitman, and now Jalen Rager. Um, about around what I expected for the practice squad, so mm-hmm. good with me. Uh, we had yeah, some Jersey number there. changes today. I'll get to real quick. Uh, sorry to cut you off. No, you had good. Christian Gonzalez jumped to number six. Uh, <laughs> Chad Ryland go up one number from 37 to 38 and city Sal go up one other, um,
0: 61 to 62. So in case you weren't caught up in all that, now you are. Mm-hmm. There you go. Like, like I texted you the kicker and the, the punter wearing high numbers is going to be something that's going to take a little while to, uh, to get used to.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. The main roster, though, Mac Jones, Mac Carell, Roger Stevenson, Zeke Elliott, nothing crazy there. Uh, Devontae Parker, Juju Smith, Shuster, Schuster, Kendrick Bourne, Demario Douglas, and Keishan Bouti, Hunter Henry, Mike Kosicki, Trent Brown, Cole Strange, David Andrews, Mike and on Riley Reef, who could go to IR, uh, Tyrell Wheatley Jr., Vidarian Lowe, City Sow, Antonio Mafi, Jake Andrews, and Calvin Anderson. 11 at the offensive line position. I like it, though. Um... Devon Godshaw, Christian Barmore, Lawrence Guy, Daniel Quale, Dietrich Wise, uh, Sam Roberts, and Keon White, Matt Judon, and Fernie Jennings, Josh Uche, Jawan Bentley, Jolani Devai, Marte Mapu, Chris Borden, Mac Wilson Sr., um, Jonathan Jones, Christian Gonzalez, Marcus Jones, Jack Jones, for now, Miles Bryant, Sean Wade, Amir Speed, Kyle Duggar, Adrian Phillips, Jabril Peppers, and Jalen Mills. Then for the specialists, uh, you got Chad Ryland, Bryce Barger. the rookies. Um, Joe Cardona, Matthew Slater, and Brendan Schooler, and on IR you've got Connor McDermott and Isaiah Bolden out for the season. Uh, Tyquan Thornton on IR at least for the first four weeks, and then you got Trey Flowers and Cody Davis on the pup list.
0: Mm-hmm. Any I thoughts? Like it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I can't stress enough. I'm with you on the whole taking a, a, a decent amount of having depth at the offensive line position. So I'm sure the people if they hear me complaining about it um, might take it the wrong way. But again, like I, just, it comes back to me like. I don't know. The two running back thing stands out to me. Cause Ezekiel, it's not the most spry guy anymore. Like I, he's getting up there in age and maybe not the oldest running back, but I mean, maybe there's some injury concerns there that if you have two running backs uh, might be something to keep an eye on. Mike is He's already been hurt. So there's, you know, you got to keep a watchful eye on him. But again, the two tight ends, that kind of leaves you thin there. I just can't go, can't overlook the fact that again, like to me, it all comes back to roster construction. And again, like, so you have so many questions when it comes to the offensive line. Um, it, it it hurts you in other ways. So I'm curious to see if, you know, the maybe the weaknesses at some of these positions from a depth standpoint is going to come back to hurt the Patriots. But then, I mean, they do have Montgomery. They do have hair still on the practice squad. Uh, mm-hmm. But I didn't know this was a thing. I don't know if you did either. The ruling is apparently if you elevate a guy more than three times during the season, uh, you have to officially put them on the 53 man roster. Did not know that. So yeah. that will be something to keep an eye on to see, that's what I was thinking. Maybe, you know, Bailey Zappi before they signed uh, before they brought in uh corral off of waivers, you elevate Zappi three times to be your backup. He's going to officially be your backup on the 53 man roster. So that was maybe yeah. something to keep an eye on before the fact. Um, of course, now they have that three quarterback rule. We have the emergency guys. So we'll see if maybe he falls into that a little bit. You got to think he will at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's definitely not a, not a bad roster by any means. Um, you know, some of the more interesting ones that kind of stood out. I feel like you felt the same way about this. Uh, maybe, you know, Mac Wilson Sr. seeing him on the roster. He was kind of, I thought, looked at as a guy that maybe could be, you know, one of the last cut down guys to make room for somebody else. That'd be interesting to see if he can, you know, maybe pop if he gets a role. Amir Speed's an interesting one too. Sean Wade, same thing. Maybe some guys that maybe looked at were on the, the bubble a little bit more so Wade than Speed, but definitely something to keep an eye on as well.
1: Yeah, I think um the Isaiah Bolden thing, whether he was gonna be on the practice squad or not, um affects guys like weight and speed. True. Um and the thing about the offensive line is, you know, like we talked about earlier, Riley Reef could go to IR. So mm-hmm. if he does that, um you elevate down somebody. To 10, yeah. Um and if you don't elevate an offensive lineman, um, which they have a couple of on the uh practice squad, you're at ten. And there's a reasonable possibility to believe that like um guys like city sow Antonio moffy jake andrews could be you know uh sent to the practice squad at times this season uh, we'll see how much that happens but it's not like they're going to have 11 offensive linemen on the active roster every week fair point every day. so i can't really complain there i was a little surprised about mac wilson senior as well when not like surprised he made it but wouldn't have been shocked if he was cut mm-hmm. um i was a little bit surprised to see ty montgomery go to the practice squad i thought they were going to keep three running backs but like I mean, if nobody t- nobody takes him, it's fine. Mm-hmm. About Zeke, too, in the running back position, like he's not this uh, yards per carry eater now, but he did get in the end zone 12 times last year. That's yeah, not he's anything to scoff at. Definitely so. the
0: short yardage guy for sure, goal line type of thing, that those type of yeah. packages. So,
1: yeah, I, like we ta- I feel like we talked about this when he came in. Like they wouldn't have brought him in if they didn't think they could find a mix or mm-hmm. um, already had a mix in mind. So, um I'm okay with two running backs. Um, I think part of the reason strong was traded instead of um, Harris was because uh, maybe the, the Browns liked strong a little bit more, but I think Harris had some moments in the preseason that they liked. So it um, hmm. sounds pretty obvious to say, but I feel like he popped a little more at times than Pierre strong, but you know, they were True. competing with each other. That's what happens. Um, also, you know, like I said earlier, um, I love them getting two sub 24 year alignment for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember reading up a little bit about Vidarian Lowe coming out of the draft. So excited to see what he can do. Um, and yeah, I mean, overall, pretty cool. It? How Great are you place. feeling
0: with the, again, we're not going to go too much into special team stuff here. Cause you know, do that on your own time, but the Ryland over Nick folk was something that was talked about a little bit. Um, any surprise there that decided to go with the rookie over the veteran guy. Cause I saw not, you know, backlash, but there were some questions of which guy would you feel more comfortable with in a late game situation. Um, and you know, to some people maybe that were watching more closely than you and I were, it didn't really seem like Rylands really won the job or beat out Nick Fulk. and obviously he won the job, but more so beat out Folk. It was just kind of a, the Patriots wanted to keep a younger guy, it seemed like they obviously yeah, got what they wanted out of Folk. So anything there that we really wanted to, to touch on, anything else or no?
1: No, that doesn't really like resonate with me because people are gonna do this for the first few years of Ryland's career, like, oh True. That's what you get for a rookie kicker? Like rookie kickers always get more scrutiny it's you know i guess in the right situation because like the other end of the spectrum is like if you're a veteran and you miss an easy kick you're like oh, this guy's been around forever how the hell does he miss do you, that?" Yeah. Yep. so you know it's it's a double-edged sword they use a fourth
0: round pick on the guy they traded off for him like that was the thing too it's around. like you know you're gonna keep him. i'm glad they didn't because there was talks of keeping two kickers i thought that would have been stupid more so yeah. than the whole offensive line skill that i went on so thankfully but they didn't, they
1: didn't Instead of yeah, waving absolutely. him and having him go to the practice squad, you know he can mm-hmm. actually kick for the Titans. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, at the end of his career, the guy clearly wants to keep playing. They did him a solid. So yep. Um, I like how it looks. Clearly, um, Rowland did enough to earn it as well. And um, I'm going to trust him until he gives me a reason not to. If he gives as me well a reason like. not to, so um, all good there. Excited for Week One. I uh, will talk more about you know season preview and stuff and the Eagles next week. Um, cuts around the league i are obviously not going to go through every one, but uh Cole McCoy was one of the first surprises, I guess. Um, looks like they're gonna go with Josh Dobbs or Clayton Katoon. Corey Clement was also cut by them. Nothing really surprising for uh, Atlanta, but I believe Jalen Mayfield might have been a first-round pick or an early second-round pick a few years ago. So that was interesting, but he had some he had some concerns about um his game. I remember seeing that scared off some teams in his draft here. So I don't know if uh, anybody who's going to take a shot on him, but mm-hmm. uh, Melvin Gordon was released by the Baltimore Ravens might be the end of the road for him. Uh, Jay Sternberger, uh, David Questenberry and Izzy um, uh, were released from Buffalo, but Andy Isabella signed with their practice squad. Um, Carolina is an interesting team here. Cause you know, I think Jake Luton could have some interest as a QB three. Demir Bird. still got something left left. I think, um, I think Deion Jones has something left. Eric Rowe, you know, guys at the back of their careers, but, you know, mm-hmm. guys that could be good death pieces. And, of course, Matt Corral who ended up with the Patriots. Alex Leatherwood looking like a first-round bust. Uh, couldn't stick with El- uh, with Vegas. Couldn't stick with the Bears. Uh, Tyson Badgett beats out P.J. Walker, The D- um, Badgett being the D2 stud quarterback. Um, and Nathan Peterman, he wins the backup role to Justin Fields. Uh, old friend Darren- Devin Asiasi was tra- uh, not traded, released by the Bengals. Cade York was released and uh, will be uh, Nick Folk's backup in Tennessee now. Anthony Schwartz as well. The speedster out of Auburn hasn't really panned out. Uh, will Greer, cool story. Will Greer, you know, they, they like told him before his last preseason game. He's like, yeah, we're going to release you, but like we're going to give you the whole game. And he went off. He had like mm-hmm. four touchdown passes, like 305 yards. And I think he only had six incompletions. Um, Jabril Cox from LSU, I like him. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if somebody snatches him up. Kendall Hinton, the one-time one, one time, uh, quarterback. Um, it's true. Wide receiver, or vice versa, <laughs> or both. Um, mm-hmm. He was released. Ben DiNucci, Gucci DiNucci was released. So is Brett Maher. He's signed with the Rams. Um, nothing crazy for the Packers. I was surprised he Christian Kirksey re- released. He's in the practice squad, too. Surprised he couldn't get a deal on an active roster. Uh, Desmond King's at the back nine. So uh, he gets released But signs with Pittsburgh. I believe he's already been there before, too. So did old friend Chase Winovich. Haven't seen him land anywhere yet, but also haven't been keeping too much tabs on Chase Winovich these days. Uh, the Colts got rid of Brashad Perriman, Kenyon Drake, and Isaiah McKenzie. I believe they already brought McKenzie back. Yeah, um, I think he's
0: on the practice squad. I forgot to add that the other day, but I could have yeah. sworn I saw that somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Shelton was let go by Kansas City. Uh, Damian Williams let go by Vegas, Keelan Cole, and Philip Dorsett as well. Dorsett landed with the Broncos. Max Duggan was released um, of course, the TCU quarterback from last year, he re-upped with their practice squad, so he's still in L.A. Uh, Royce Freeman and Brad Rippon were let go by the Rams. Uh, nothing really crazy besides Miles Gaskin getting released and going to Minnesota for the Dolphins. Uh, Nikhil Harry and Joe Juan Joe Williams were released, so was Dwayne McBride, um, and Jalen Rager was as well landed with the Patriots. Um, Ian Book was released, the Notre Dame quarterback. Notre Dame quarterbacks, cautionary tale, don't draft them. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Smith and Bradley Roby were released too. They tried to trade. Roby didn't work. Brought Jalen Smith back. Uh, once Patriot James, Rob- James Robinson was released, I don't know if he's ended up anywhere. Tommy DeVito was released anti-Italian discrimination. Uh, Jamison Crowder was released. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. Yeah, even though
0: he was still in the league. I was surprised when yeah. I saw that just from the name alone.
1: Yeah. of a Knight, guy that just tried to trade, uh, gets released and ends up with Detroit's practice squad. Uh, QB turned tight end Tyree Jackson. Uh, Was released by Philly. I think he ended up with the Giants, maybe. Um, And so were Dan Arnold and Trey Sermon. Really thought Trey Sermon was going to be good out of Ohio State a few years ago. Hasn't really panned out. Uh, Tanner Muser was released by the Steelers. He's a good, um, decent linebacker. I remember coming out of the draft. he goes to LA's practice squad. Uh, Jose Ramirez, I think he was drafted last year. The sixth round, the edge Rusher gets released by Tampa Bay. Michael Bagley uh, gets booted from Tennessee, goes to Detroit's practice squad. And that's about it, unless you like Jake Fromm. Who was released by Washington?
0: Yeah. Any overarching too,
1: thoughts on cut day for you for other teams?
0: Nothing too crazy, other, other than the one that you mentioned. I mean, I feel like maybe not the flashiest name, but one of the bigger surprises you said to start off was Colt McCoy in Arizona. I mean, that team just looks like they are in clear tank mode, um, bringing in Joshua Dobbs. I can't imagine he's a much better option than Colt McCoy, although I did, thought I heard, I think Zolak the other day or somebody said that McCoy might be dealing with an arm injury or like an elbow or something. So maybe that's why they, Cup bait with him was a name that was maybe linked to the Patriots. Is that uh report for the veteran backup that they initially mm-hmm. wanted to be behind Mac Jones, of course, before they got uh Matt Corral? Other than that, nothing too crazy, like you said. It seemed like a couple of guys that were at the, the tail end of their careers, guys like like I said, Demir, Demir Bird's another one that I didn't, didn't even know was still in the league. Um, but like you said, not nothing too crazy other yeah. than uh, other than a couple of names Kenyon Drake's an interesting one from the Colts, just from the fact alone that. Obviously, we'll get into in a second. Um, you kind of touched on a little bit that Jonathan Taylor was left uh, on the uh, the PUP list. So he's out for the first four games. So maybe that was a name that you thought maybe could have just stuck around to have some some extra depth. But, I mean, again, Kenny Drake's a guy that's probably at the end of his career. So how yeah. much does he really have left to give them?
1: I don't think he has much. He can't, can't stick say. around with that group they yeah. have right now. Um, trades around the league. In case you message, Trey Lance was sent to... Uh, the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth
0: round pick didn't expect him to land there. We didn't even talk about that last week. I think um, we did. We brought it up because there was cowboys there, no, we not the trade because the trade happened. I was going to say it was, of course, one of those moves that happened a day after we finished recording. Like we woke up that Thursday, and I think that's yeah, when did, the deal broke. Did
1: we bring up the Cowboys at all? I don't think no, we, we
0: no, not trade-wise. I i cut you off before you kind of made your point there because I was going to say you talked about Minnesota and who Seattle. else was the other team? Seattle, yep, and then. Out of nowhere, it was Dallas, and we kind of talked off air that it was surprising that it was the Cowboys. Um, and you didn't think, you know, maybe Dak. What do you thoughts? I'm sure you're gonna get into it here, so like, like I said, I probably catch you off, but what yeah. any thoughts on uh the situation there for Dak? Or you kind of, like I said, we talked about it off air a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think if Dak sucks, they'll find a way to get rid of him. He might be mm-hmm. a UFA after this year, I don't know. Um,
0: he's got some the road
1: and probably drive someone so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think they'll be bad enough to be in the mix for Caleb Williams, but maybe no, you got like Drake not. may or something like that. Uh, but interesting to see him land there. Uh, not really expecting him to contribute to my fantasy team anymore this year for dynasty, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, Josh Dobbs was sent off to Arizona for a fifth round pick. Uh, DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, won the backup job to scumbag to Sean Watson. Uh, Will Lutz, I was surprised to see this. He's a pretty good kicker, was traded from New Orleans. They got some rookie named like Blake Group. Um, okay, so Denver gets a good kicker for a seventh, pretty nice deal. Hurry up, uh, and Dustin Hopkins. yeah. Um, it's the year of trading uh kickers for sevenths because Dustin Hopkins was acquired by Cleveland uh from LA for 2025 second. Um, Albert Okoye was um sent to Philly with a 2025 seventh to uh Denver. Uh, From Denver for a 2025 sixth, the guy we uh, both thought the Patriots could end up with looked Mm -hmm. like he was getting released, and then he got traded. So that ends. Yeah, that was a little discouraging, but yeah, it's whatever. I mean, I'll take Farrell Brown, exactly third string tight end. Yep. Um, Neil Farrell was traded from uh, Las Vegas to Kansas State, uh, Kansas State, Kansas City. I can't speak today. Yeah, Uh, for a 2024 sixth. Uh, I wonder if that's Chris Jones' depth because he might hold out for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Noah Igbenogany was traded to Dallas uh, for Kelvin Joseph. That was an interesting one-for-one swap. Both, you know, thought of as highly regarded secondary players. Um, and their draft years both pretty recently, both swap for each other from Dallas to Miami. Um, your thoughts on any of these other trades? Because I liked Benogany coming out of college, so I like – um I like Dallas taking a swing, but Kelvin Joseph has some upside as well. So that's a trade that could end up going well for both teams.
0: Yeah. Nothing too crazy for me, other than the stuff I already kind of talked about. I mean, lots of it makes sense with Sean Payton being in Denver. He wants this kicker. He goes out and gets him. Dobbs, as I said, in Arizona, it seems like they are in full. It doesn't It doesn't seem like Kyler Murray is going to, um, there's rumblings. He might not even play this year. or might not be back for obviously a long time dealing with his injury. Uh, so Dobbs, that looks like just a clear, get a veteran guy in here, filler type of thing. Um, and for the Cardinals, try to suck as much as possible, yeah. uh, which is probably not going to be too hard for them this year. They probably have one of the uh, poorer rosters yeah. in the NFL. Real quick, and then Lance, what's up? Go ahead. Real quick, early prediction: the Cardinals get the first pick and trade it like the Bears did. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I can't imagine there. I mean, that would also look really crappy if Murray misses the entire season and then they just cup eight with them to for the with the is it Williams kid you said?
1: Yeah, um, I mean.
0: Because, like, unless injuries become like
1: a concern for Kyler Murray, they're not going to trade Kyler Murray. Like, no, I so can't like, imagine you what value want he Marvin would have. Harrison Jr. enough to take a receiver first overall, or do you trade the pick? I, it's a great I point i think but I'm expecting, them to, the pick. I'm expecting them to pick first next year
0: i think a lot of people are so i'm right there with you and then like you said the lance thing um was interesting just from a dallas standpoint alone and then I'm, I'm sure people picked apart the return of a fourth round pick but again we touched on that last week it's like at the time the 49ers needed a quarterback or thought they did so they gave up what they thought was right um yeah it looks bad on paper now that all you get is a fourth round draft pick for them. but they're rocking with purdy which i think you and i talked about last week we're we're Good and fine with because, you know, he played really well last year and did a lot for that team. Um, coming out of nowhere is literally the last pick in the draft. So yeah. good luck to Trey Lance in Dallas. It's a spot that, you know, you sit behind Dak Prescott, say what you will about him. It is a veteran guy you can learn from with similar play styles, or at least Dak when he first came into the league um, was a little bit more mobile than he is now. So mm-hmm. we hope it works out for him because he's you know, obviously a guy that has – has a talent had it coming out of college you hope he can figure it out and yeah. you know be a force in this league and then especially you for your dynasty league you're kind of hoping that yeah, he figures some things out later on in his career
1: yes and shout out to chavez on the chat i see you um and i appreciate oh, it very nice yeah, but yeah jonathan taylor uh getting back to that is on the pup list we'll miss the first four games of the season um chris ballard thinks it's rep- it's a reparable relationship uh, i don't think so i yeah no way <laughs> no i don't see him playing a game for the. uh the Colts this year. No, nope. the Dolphins and the Packers had interest in trading for him. Um, the Colts asked for Jalen Waddle and more. I saw in a trade yeah. for Jonathan Taylor, which is just completely insane. And the uh, Dolphins GM laughed at today when talking about it, or yesterday I forget. Um, you had some other players that are on the pup list around the league. Notably, mm-hmm. uh, we get Kyler Murray, Von Miller, Austin Corbett, uh, Lyle Collins, Eric Stokes, Caleb Farley, Jalen Guyton, Nick Needham, Baron Browning excuse me, Aaron Robinson and Dwayne Smoot. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, Jeff Wilson, and Robert Jones are all on IR today. Uh, they signed Justin Bethel and extended Alec Ingold for three years, and $17.2 million. Pay your fullbacks. Yeah, nice to see some getting full, uh, fullback getting some love. Yeah, and uh, not really running backs, except
0: for John. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wonder how the guess. running back group feels about that, where it's like yeah. the effing fullback can get more money than they're yeah. asking for. But... Hashtag pay your fullbacks. Yeah, I guess. Um,
1: Speaking of paying people, TJ Hawkinson set a record with his new deal: seventeen point one two five million, four years, sixty-eight and a half, forty-two and a half million guaranteed,
0: a record in NFL history. I mean, good for him. Like that's it's a pretty solid tight end. Obviously, the the Vikings. I can't remember what they gave up, so I'm not going to say they gave up a ton to get him last year. The draft at at the uh, the deadline, because I don't think it was. Um, But obviously, a guy they invested in. Um, nice to see him get a pay raise. I've already seen people on Twitter that are like, Oh, I wonder how Travis Kelsey feels about this now that he's not, you know, a top three paid tight yeah. end. I doubt the guy cares. He's going to Super Bowls every friggin' year in AFC or every other year in AFC Championship games every year. I think I'd take that trade-off. Yeah. Um than being the highest paid tight end. I, I think he'll sleep perfectly fine at night.
1: Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes isn't the highest paid quarterback per year anymore. Like that's true too. Yeah. And shit. he's like, not going to
0: be because Joe Burrow's just, coming yeah. up. That we talked about that when whoever had the quarterback was that had the last extension, that's going to change. Uh, year after year,
1: yeah, absolutely. I agree.
0: Do you have any other mm-hmm. thoughts before we get to our NFL teams tier list for 2023? The other thing with Taylor, really quick, because I mean, the Dolphins was, was the one we heard of a lot. Um, and I'm with you, I found it hilarious that they basically laughed it off like, we're not giving you Jalen Waddle and more for Jonathan Taylor. That's insane. Um, mm-hmm. but the Packers one, unless one of their running backs and Jones and Dylan were going back, but I can't imagine they were. That's a move that I mean, it would have been a great running back room, don't get me wrong, but wouldn't have really made. A whole lot of sense on paper because that's at that point just a lot of mouths to feed um so i feel like you would have had to have thought that one of those guys would have been on the way out somewhere else maybe again this is all just speculation but i don't know just taylor to green bay did that really make a lot of sense to you or are you kind of no, same like,
1: boat if only thing that would make sense like maybe one of the running backs is hurt and they wanted to like scramble and get like the best guy maybe, yeah cream hunt is still looking for a deal too and that's waiting, true i keep forgetting about him options, so yeah everybody is pretty much <laughs> um but as I said, we do have another tier list today as um, I think we'll wrap them up for a while after this one. But who knows? Um, we have our NFL teams tier list as a little preamble to our NFL season preview next week, uh, which will be tons of fun. One of my favorite episodes of the year. Um, we're doing S, A, B, C, D, F. Uh, we did not do E. <laughs> I've seen people do E tier no on um, tier list before, but um, you went first last time. So I guess I'll go first this time. Mm-hmm. Um And it's in alphabetical order. So Arizona Cardinals, easy first pick, F tier. Um, They're gutting the roster a little bit. Um, I imagine they'll sell off some more pieces at the deadline. Like you said, Kyler Murray, no guarantee he plays this year. I think he probably will, but I don't really know. Um, Mm -hmm. So Arizona Cardinals could be the worst team in the league, F. I agree with the on, of
0: Falcons. I agree with you 100 on the Cardinals. No chance they are not the worst team in the league unless Houston like tanks again this year or something crazy mm-hmm. happens. Um, Falcons, they're not. Much, I mean, they are a little better than the Cardinals. Don't get me wrong; they're not bad in the league uh, as we knew from last year. That whole division was a crapshoot. I'm yeah. going to put the Falcons. I mean, don't get me wrong; they've improved. They've made a, a decent number of signings, uh, specifically to their defense this year. I like Drake London. I hope Kyle Pitts, um, you know, was able to bounce back and have a good year there uh behind robinson obviously looking like a stud should be but i have the falcons as a d i can't put them any higher than that because you just don't really know a whole lot about like i said that division that team they're all kind of the in the same uh same boat
1: yeah i'd say at the best the falcons are like a low c like right at the end of c probably um i think it's a fair spot to put them in d though um the baltimore ravens ravens are a little tough because um you know they didn't have Lamar for much last year, but overall, I think the, the Ravens are going to be competitive. Um, I like the addition of Zay Flowers and Odo Beckham Jr. I'm putting them in the B tier. I'd put him in the A tier if you know, I knew for a fact it was all going to work out with Lamar back. Everybody's going to stay healthy. But um, I think in the end, there'll be a high B, and I think that's fair. Because, you know, with Lamar, we don't know if it's just going to pick up where I left off. He's going to be an MVP form there, a Super Bowl contender. Um, I think they belong in the high B territory, and I don't think that's too crazy. But I hope Ravens fans don't quote me for that. But yeah, they do, I'm, there, I'm
0: there with you. I'm glad you brought up the Lamar stuff because I would have had them as a like an A- type of thing just because, you know, again, they made some moves offensively, um, bringing in Zay Flowers. I think Rashad Bateman's got a chance to bounce back. Obviously, Odell will be in there. But there's questions with him with the health and everything, of course. And like you said, what Lamar Jackson are you going to get? I don't think he's going to, you know, now that he's paid, going to just completely become a shell of himself. Don't, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong or anything. Um, but like you said, there are, you know, some injury concerns, the injury history, of course, just how he plays the position. Can he hold up? Um, and then the consistency too, like we've seen him have really good games. We've seen him have really bad games, uh, or maybe not really bad, but like you said, I, I think high B is a, a really good spot for them. Cause you know, there, there is still some to prove there. Um, and in one of the, I feel like tougher divisions in the uh, NFL.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Chavez, muchas gracias. Appreciate you still in the chat. Muchas gracias. Um, you have the Buffalo Bills.
0: Yeah, I went back. I looked at this earlier, trying to, again, get a gauge of what I wanted to do here, not, not make a mistake and put like five teams in the S tier, like I did the quarterbacks almost. Um, Buffalo, to me, I think I'm going to go A. I mean, they've still got a good defense. Josh Allen's still one of the best, you know, top three, top four quarterbacks in the league. Um, you, know, you have a top five wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. Yeah, they lost some guys. Yeah, Von Miller is not going to be there. Um, to start the season, but I think you know James Cook. I think is going to have a decent year for them. Uh, Bringing Damian Harris will be a nice little piece to compliment him. The the Bills are still going to get theirs. I think they still run the AFC East. Um, you know, if they can put it all together this season and finally break through, uh, that would be you know something to behold. But I think for them right now, an uh, A spot's a, a good spot for them to be in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I'm not giving fair. them
0: S yet too, just because you know you haven't proven anything yet. Every yeah. You every year you have all these expectations. You get to the AFC Divisional round and get bounced by either the the Chiefs or the Bengals, it seems like, every year. So until you break through, um, then I'll put you higher up on the list. But I think an A is a good spot.
1: Yeah, I think they'll be at the top of the A tier when all is said and done.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: But you never know. Um, Carolina Panthers. I am going to put the Carolina Panthers because I like what they did in the offseason, specifically on offense. Um, And I like JC Hornback. I like Jeremy Chin on defense. Um, I'm going to put them in the C tier. And I think they're going to end up in the back part of the C tier. They had a number one pick at quarterback. They had some depth of receiver, Jonathan Mingo, um, Thielen. They had um, Miles Sanders in the backfield. Uh, another full year, Trevor Hubbard. You lose Deontay Foreman. But um, I think they'll be marginally marginally better. And they're like a fringe C um, D tier for me. they just like, I can't put
0: them with a the number one pick at quarterback in the D tier. That just felt wrong. That's a good point. I had them. I was flipping back and forth, and I ended up. Uh, you know, I think I had them in the D tier at one point, but that, that's a good point you bring up. You have a, a decent amount of talent on that team. Um, you know, they were right there at the end of it. Crazy enough after trading Christian McCaffrey, making a run of the division, again, showing how bad the the uh, that division was last year. So good points all by you. I, I can't disagree there. Low C um, is a good spot for them.
1: Yeah, and if they can get Iki Ikwondo going going, um, their top 10 pick from two years ago, that's a big piece uh, for
0: Bryce Young's sake. You have the Chicago Bears. This is a tough one because I want to believe in the Bears. I do. Um, I want to believe Justin Fields will take that leap. I hope he does for one of my fantasy leagues because I drafted him last night as my quarterback. So, you know, fingers crossed there. Um, you know, I think there's still questions about him now. You know, his passing ability, everything like that. You know, he can run the ball really well. Um, I do bring in DJ Moore, so that'll obviously help um, the, the passing game there. Uh, Cole Komet, I think, or, yeah, Cole Komet is a, um, a decent tight end. I, I think he'll be good. I, I'm going to put them in the C tier. I think I just want to see if I,
1: I like to put, them I want to get your thoughts Panthers on it ahead
0: of the, yeah, that's, I mean, there's only one team in the C tier right now, so it's yeah. not maybe the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but where are you on the bears this year? Cause I've seen some people think that they can maybe re- make a run of that division with obviously some question marks around, you know, some of the other teams there. Um, I same the, the, I roll with uh, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. You are like, I'm not that high on the bears, no, but I don't think they're right. going to be obviously as bad as they were last year. They're not finishing better than the Vikings or the Lions. Let's be real here. Fair enough. I'm right there with you. Like I said, when yeah. I saw some people that were like, everything kind of has to go the right way. Like I don't know I, even though Aaron Rodgers isn't in Green Bay, I, I still don't think they're better than the the Packers. So where would you put? Would you because obviously you had the Panthers pick. Would you put them ahead put of the put them Panthers? In the
1: same spot. Yeah. Okay. I'd like they're kind of like interchangeable for me though. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. Uh, All right. I have the Bengals. I think you know where I'm putting the Bengals. I'm putting the Bengals in the S here um got to the super bowl two years ago joe burrow's legit very strong passing attack kept joe mixing around um we'll try and keep t higgins around uh we'll see when Lyle collins comes back maybe that hurts them early but this is a bona fide super bowl contender again have to put him in the s tier bend to a super bowl might go to another one might win
0: one so um it would be crazy to put the Bengals outside of the s tier to me fair enough i for a second considered putting them in the a tier just because i mean there are Maybe some questions about Joe Burrow going into the year's calf injury, if that can hold up, um, did lose a couple of safeties. So the back end of their defense might take a little bit of a hit. Um, they lost
1: Eli Apple, which is a good thing.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's maybe one of the first time a team loses somebody and actually works out in, in the better for them. Um, but no, I, again, all the reasons you mentioned, discovered a
1: Cam Newton and it
0: went a little better. That's true too. Yeah. That was, that was a good signing as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the S tier is a good spot for them. Now, yeah,'d be very curious to see as we get further and further down this list how many S teams we have. Then where do yes. the Bengals stack up exactly? Nice. Um That's one we could get into a little bit of an argument about Um, because nice. I think there are definitely some teams that may be a little better than the Cincinnati Bengals. But I we like how high see. you are on them.
1: We shall see. We shall see. Mm-hmm. You have the
0: Cleveland Browns. This is a team I know that you don't like. So yes. this one – might ruffle some feathers here. I'm not going to put them in the B tier. I'm not going to be crazy. Okay, okay. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, they they have a solid defense. Um, I personally, again, like you said, scumbag quarterback. But I do think Deshaun Watson's going to have a decent chance to bounce back. I do think there's some still some ability there. Um, you know, Amari Cooper still you know a solid wide receiver. I'm going to put them in the C tier. I don't think they're that bad to be in the D. Where um, would you
1: like them in the C tier?
0: And I'm going to put them – this is where it becomes tough now because I like their defense better than the Bears and the Panthers. I don't know, you know, their offenses. They still have, obviously, Nick Chubbs there too. So I think I'm going to put the, the Browns ahead of both Chicago and Carolina. Very fair. Talent-wise, I think they're just a, a little better. I think they're going to – like a lot of people, I think, are overrating the Browns this year. They're not going to be that good. Um, no. They're... But still, still a solid roster, you know, top to bottom. Um, they, they should be better than they were last year. And of course, a full year of Deshaun Watson, I think will will help that out. Yeah. That's very fair. Um, I have the Dallas Cowboys next and I will be putting them behind the Baltimore Ravens in the B tier. Yep. I am. I agree with you there. I was very curious to see where you're going to put Dallas, if you were high up on them or, or not, um, defense, I feel like you put them in the A tier, but then mm-hmm. there's plenty of questions on the offense leading off with Dak. See, yeah. Like there isn't, there isn't like
1: they lose Zeke, but they have Pollard, they had Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks. I was um, Brandon Cooks is a sneaky good addition. He's every different team he's been on. He's had a thousand yard season. So the Cowboys will be good, but they are the Cowboys until they do something in the playoffs or win a Super Bowl. They will always be B tier unless they start sucking. Um, I think B tier is right where they belong.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm getting all the, the Broncos. difficult ones
1: here. Broncos yeah, you kind of are.
0: Let's ride. I don't know where I want to put them, though, because again, get like I, I'm leaning, I feel like more on the optimistic side of things. Um, Like, do I think Russell Wilson is washed? No. Do I think he's going to have a good season? Like define good. I don't know. I think he'll be average. I think Sean Payton's going to help that team out a decent amount. Um, You know, I was looking at their schedule today, trying to figure out, you know, do some early uh, schedule and and predictions and stuff like that. They were, I went back and forth with them so much. I think I'm going to put them in the C tier as well. I think they're an average team. They're not bad like the, the, like the Falcons. Um, I'm going to put them, again, I like their defense. I like their head coach. I don't like their quarterback compared to Justin Fields, but I do like their quarterback, obviously, with the unknown of Bryce Young. I think I'm going to maybe be crazy here and put them ahead of the Bears but behind the Browns. That's okay. I'm not, I'm not again. To that. I like I'm leaning really heavy into defense this year. A lot of people feel it seem to think that the Broncos are going to have a, a pretty good defense this year. Again, Sean Payton, I think, will help that out. Um, so I think they'll be uh, an average team to say the least. They're not going to be anything crazy. Um, and again, playing in a tough division, you're going to get off to a, going to have to get off to a hot start. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do that with, uh, with the questions surrounding Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think you made some good points.
1: And Thank I you. think Russell Wilson's still going to be pretty mad. I don't think he'll be as bad, but I th- still think of will be pretty enough. meh. Uh, but Sean Payton is a good coach, so he could be pretty good again. And that would be quite nice, even though uh, they're, they're pretty banged up in the receiver room right now. True, we'll yeah. It's kind of Cortland Sutton uh, and Maturita who knows is. who else. Yeah, Marvin Mims and um, – I forget who the other guy they have is. Um, I think they might have got rid of Mark Quip, Quez Callaway. That might be the other guy they had. Yeah, um, but he might have landed
0: back on somebody's practice yeah, squad I thought I, I saw. Yeah, um.
1: I have the Detroit Lions, and, man, this is tough because they're a B-tier team for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can put them ahead of the Ravens. They're, they're oh, still definitely not. There's still a lot for them to prove. I love their offense. It's electric. They had a bully linebacker um, in the first round, of Jack Campbell, they had J- Jameer Gibbs. They're close to being ahead of the line, uh, the, the Ravens for me, but if, if Lamar is Lamar, the Ravens are going to be a Super Bowl contender uh, if their defense and offensive line can hold up, right. which I think is very possible. I think the Lions definitely beh- belong ahead of the Cowboys. Cowboys fans might disagree, but I think I, the Cowboys will that. not be as good as the Lions. I think the Lions are a better team. Um I think I like the Cowboys dif- defense a little bit better, but um I'm putting the Lions ahead of the Cowboys. I
0: just um I just can't do it the other way around. I feel like they're very similar team. I mean, obviously you said the Cowboys have a better defense, but I mean Lions have two two solid running backs and Gibbs and Montgomery. Like they have and some like solid. Gibbs, Gibbs is a, a really like really good passing back. He is true, yeah. So you give him the edge there because they have two bona fide running backs compared to part in Dallas. Campbell and like, than Mike McCarthy. As well, that's a great point. I that yeah that takes it over the top for me. Then the coaching there of Dan Campbell who knows what he's doing and gets kind of creative to to Mike McCarthy who fumbles over himself more so than not. Yeah. Good thing you brought that up because you you sold me with that one line right then and there.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 You have the Green Bay Packers, Packers, man. Oh God. You are getting the tough ones.
0: I am like, and I also don't want to keep filling up the C tier, but like, I don't know, like the Packers to me again, defense is good, but there's going to be questions around Jordan Love. I like Christian Watson. I like the running back duo of, um, of Jones and Dylan. I think I got to put them at the, it, it's tough to knock them for a quarterback, but I think I have to put them at the top at the very top of the C tier. Just because I think there's there's some questions around them, and I think there's going to be, a I mean, a drop off. We the saw Packers it with Rogers last year.
1: Tier, interesting. I thought you were going to put them towards more towards the back, maybe like ahead of the
0: Bears, behind the Packers. No, not, I think I think the Packers will be it, better though. than the Broncos. Like I, like the Broncos, I think could go either way. They could even have another year like they had last year if Russ really stinks, or if he balances back a little bit. You know, the Broncos could be average to maybe above average but the same thing like you have three teams in a row with question marks at quarterback of what what you're going to get from guys um mm-hmm. like you kind of know what you have in watson and wilson but there really is the the wild card and the unknown of eight of uh of love so i'm curious to see how he works out I, I think he'll be half decent but like i said i don't think you can deny the, that there are questions with that team going into the season
1: oh yeah they're they're a mystery for the first time in a while so yep. i mean they were a little bit last year too they didn't play the best so True. Um, I'm going to put the Houston Texans behind the Atlanta Falcons in the D tier. I don't know if it's going to click for CJ Stroud right away. You It know, seems like he'll have some good rapport Nico Collins and Tank Dell. He had a good running back and Damian Pierce. They're slowly building up that offensive line, but I believe Kenyon Green is on IR to start the year. So that hurts them. Um, they traded for Josh Jones from the from the Cardinals. They drafted Drew Scruggs, who's also on IR, I believe. So they'll need some reinforcements when those guys are off IR. And um, I believe there's one other young guy I'm forgetting. Um, but the Texans, I have to put him in D tier until they prove me wrong. Um, they have Laramie Tunsell, of course. Um Kendrick, yeah, they traded for Kendrick Green too, um, from Pittsburgh. Uh, they got Jared Patterson, uh, Shaq Mason, Titus Howard's the one I was forgetting. They added Dalton Schultz this year, forgot about that. That's and also a good Robert move, yeah. Woods and Noah Brown. John Mechie, sneaky, could be pretty good. I like Xavier Hutchins is out of Iowa State as well, who they drafted late. Um, they're building something. They got mm-hmm. Will Anderson, top of the draft. Hen- Henry Tuotuo from um, Alabama is a nice player. Could be decent for them. Added Denzel Perriman. Um, Jalen Petrie, I think, could break out as well as um, uh, Derek Stingley. They're building something. Like I really like how they've drafted the last two years, but um, they need to you know, put together a – more than four win season before I
0: take them out of the D tier. Very fair. I'm right there with you. Sticking with the Colts. I got to put them in the D tier as well. Where do you know, like to put them ahead of the Texans, but behind the Falcons, I think the Falcons roster is a little bit better constructed. Um, obviously some more veteran guys there, the Colts, I think, what was the, I don't know if you saw the same stat I did yesterday. They don't, they have uh, no player over 30 years old. They have two guys I think on their active roster that are exactly 30 and everyone else is younger. So that's a team that obviously could be really fun to watch, you know, from a youth movement side of things, but that means also there might be plenty of uh, inexperience as well. I'm high on Anthony Richardson. I'm very excited to see what he does. Um, you know, whether the, the Taylor situation resolves itself or not, um, I think that's still a, a half decent team, but kind of like the Texans, as you said, still building towards something. So I'm not, you know, too, overly too high on them to put them, you know, ahead of the uh, the Falcons in the top of the D tier.
1: No, I think that's fair.
0: I definitely think that's fair. This one is
1: interesting. I'm curious to see where you're putting Jacksonville here. Because, you know, you think with the hype around them from last year, they did better than nine and eight. They didn't. Um, They made some noise last year. Trevor Lawrence somewhat proved me wrong. Uh, But they're still the Jacksonville Jaguars in name Mm -hmm. and haven't, you know, established a consistent
0: identity yet. So I'm going to put them in the B tier behind the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, good. I thought you were going to put them maybe ahead of Dallas, maybe some bias towards the Cowboys there, but I agree with you. There are still some questions. I, I hope I'm higher on Lawrence than you are. Um, although you are coming around, as you said, you know, I hope mm-hmm. they can, can continue his the, the success there. Um, obviously Calvin Ridley really is going to be fun to watch. See if, you know, he can kind of uh, bounce back off the year long suspension last year. A lot of high hopes for him. Yeah, love him. Um, I think that Charbonnet kid, the running back's gonna be pretty good for them too, depending on how they use him and ETN together. Charbonnet so he is on the oh, Seahawks, I believe. No, he's on the Seahawks. Sorry, I was thinking Tank Bigsby. Um I did it hey, again. Tank Bigsby, Ned, Ned, Ned Bigby. Yeah. Um, but oh, I like him too, so much so that I drafted him by as a mistake over uh Charbonnet on my draft on Sunday night. So that was a, a big mix up there by me, clearly again. Um still thinking the two guys are the same. Uh, but yeah, like Jacksonville still has some questions. Like you said, you thought they with the strides they took last year would have been better than nine and eight. Um, I think this year they will probably be a little bit better than that, but how much is uh, yet to be seen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotcha. You. you have the Kansas city chiefs.
0: I do. And I don't know where to put them. Cause we talked about this. I mean, I, I ultimately think I do know where to put them. Um, but we had a good discussion off air. You know, you said Chris Jones, I think he is going to be out until week eight. So that's a pretty big loss on their defense, week six, whenever he might come back. Um, I told you that they're kind of like the Patriots from a couple of years ago, obviously going to all these Super Bowls. Uh, Mahomes obviously, you know, getting paid a pretty penny. But now the receivers, I feel like, are as questionable as they have been in the Mahomes era in Kansas City. Um, So that's kind of where I knocked them there as well. Obviously, Kelsey's great getting up there in age. So we'll see how much more, you know, productive he's going to be. I don't think he's going to drop off too much, but it is the Chiefs, as you reminded me. It is the defending Super Bowl champions. I think you got to put him in the S tier and you got to put them ahead of Cincinnati just because again, going off of last year, you know, you knocked off Cincinnati. You've done it in the past. Um, you know, maybe the, the the Bengals have a little bit more going for them, like I said, from the receiver standpoint and some some you know, some knowns on their defense. But it is Kansas City. They are the defending Super Bowl champions. I can't knock them too much so they are going to go at the top of the S tier for now.
1: Top of the S tier, ahead of the Bengals. I thought with the way we were talking about it earlier, you were going to put them in the A tier and surprise some people.
0: I was, um, but then when you threw Cincinnati in the A, because I, when I did my own personal thing, I only had two S tier teams. So when you threw Cincinnati up there, I think it would be criminal to put the Chiefs under the Bengals. Yeah, that's
1: fair. I just think, I think they both belong. This is one of those lists, like, you do put multiple teams in the S tier, I think, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, It'd be different if the Bengals didn't make the Super Bowl two years ago, but exactly, um, yep. I think both of these teams have good, uh, reasonable spots uh, in the S tier. Mm-hmm. I have the LA Chargers, and this Chargers one's The Chargers
0: are a weird team. Should be better than they are. As we know, I do not like Brandon Staley. I think he is what is holding that team back. I'm
1: putting him ahead of the Lions in the B tier.
0: I think that's fair. I, th- I think that's very, very fair.
1: People might think it's like weird to put the Ravens at the top after, you know, uh, the top of the beats here after Lamar's out last year. But with Lamar healthy and if he plays good again and their revenge receiver core and if JK Dobbins can stay healthy for once, I like their defense enough. I like their O line. I think they can make some noise. They have Mark Andrews. Like I can't put a team in LA that has this awesome quarterback but hasn't done anything in the playoffs yet, you know. Lamar Jackson doesn't necessarily have this amazing playoff resume yet either, but I think they both belong at the top of the B tier. I don't think you can go wrong. But I think that's you know, fair. Maybe some teams might put him in the A tier because of Herbert, but Brandon Staley is not the best decision maker. I can't put him in the A tier. There's, no. there's some factors there for me.
0: Nope, I'm right there with you. Like I said, I'm not a big, big fan of Brandon Staley or a believer in Brandon Staley at all.
1: Yeah, I'm not either. Um, the L. A. Rams.
0: Hmm health is a big thing, obviously with them. We saw that last year with Aaron Donald going down, Matt Stafford. We just saw today uh, that apparently Cooper cup has taken a step back in his hamstring injury. So that is a big loss for him or for the Rams. If he is not able to go at the start of the year, if that language throughout the year, you hope Van Jefferson can bounce back. Cause if he doesn't, you know, who's the ball going to Tyler Higbee, same thing. Um, you know, will they trust Cam Akers in the run game or will they kind of go away from him as they did until the final, what was it? Four weeks of the season or whatever. Um So for that fact alone, you're kind of looking at the same Rams team you were last year. And if a lot of things go right, obviously, you know what the Rams are. Um, I'm not saying they are, you know, Super Bowl caliber level level anymore. Maybe a team that can make some noise if they stay 100% healthy. But there are questions there, like I said. So I'm going to put them in the D tier, maybe surprising to some. Because, again, it's it's literally the same team um, from a year ago, it seems like. And, again, you're just banking on guys not getting hurt. But if that happens, you could have a very similar situation to what you had last year. So they are going in the D tier. Where'd you and want
1: to I'm, put them in the D tier again?
0: I didn't say it. I was gonna to get to that. Oh. I think I'm gonna put them ahead of the Falcons, so the top team in the D team. So there, because there are veteran, there is plenty of veteran talent on that team. Yeah. Um. And McVay is still a very good head coach, but again, mm-hmm. everything kind of has to go right for that team for them to be successful, and I don't know if that's going to necessarily happen. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would have either put them behind the Falcons or ahead of the Falcons. So I don't. Yep, really that was the the coin
0: toss I was dealing with here.
1: Yep. I have the Raiders, and I might surprise some people here. I am putting the Raiders at the top of the C tier.
0: Okay. Yeah, that is surprising to me, because I had them, I think, more towards the back of my C tier when I was doing this, but speak your point. What's your reason? I
1: think Tyree Wilson has a chance to be one of the best picks in the draft. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, he will keep them in the playoff hunt. They have Devontae Adams. They have one of the best running backs, not the best running back in the league right now. Their defense isn't the best, but you know, they, they scrapped some things together. I think, you know, what they may lack in their secondary at times is going to be made up for by Tyree Wilson Mm -hmm. and Max Crosby up front. Um, I like the Raiders maybe more than some, I I can't put a team with Jordan love behind them. Um, I think they're a better team than the Browns. I think they're a better team than the Broncos. Um, It feels weird to do, but it also doesn't to me, but they're like, they're, they're a hot or cold team. Um, Definitely not a B tier. So I think top of the uh, the uh, C-tier is, is fair. They added Jacoby Myers as well. Um, Hunter Renfro is pretty good when he's on. Um, the big thing is going to be their offensive line. Michael Mayer could be a huge threat right away. Um, there's one guy in defense, Jerry Tillery. They got Jerry Tillery as well. They have Chandler Jones at the back end of his career, but he is Chandler Jones. You know If they can get contributions from mainly guys like Trayvon Merig and Marcus Peters, who they added this offseason in the secondary. Maybe their secondary won't be so bad, and maybe they sniffed the playoffs.
0: All right. That made me uh, right. change my opinion on them because, like I said, I had them more towards the the, the back end. But, like again, I was kind of leaning more on the defensive side of things, and I wasn't really all that high on their defense. Um, but, like I said, you, you talk me through it. So I, I can agree with you there, top of the C tier. Um, we'll see how long they last at that position though as we move on to what i have the dolphins yes i'm not gonna put the dolphins in the C tier. that was a a bad uh a bad segue they're not going in the c tier that would be dumb to do um you having the cowboys really low in the b tier is kind of throwing me off here just because again i'm leaning more so on the defensive side of things dolphins have a good defense they got a good offense with tyree kill and jalen waddle um their questions really stem from their quarterback and can he stay healthy and to attack a vailoa um so i'm gonna put them i think. Ahead of the Jaguars, because, again, I think the defense is better. There's more weapons, you know, on the offense. I would put Lawrence, obviously, ahead of, of Tua. Um, but I think the Dolphins are, are, at this point in time, just a more – even though, like we just talked about, Ramsey's out for the first four weeks. I still think they're a better, more well-rounded team than the Jaguars.
1: That's fair. Um, yeah, I just hope
0: Tua can stay healthy. Like, I, every time Same. I watch the Dolphins this year, I'm just going to be petrified. Mm-hmm. Hold your breath well. every time he takes a hit. I mean, their offensive line yeah. at times has looked as bad as the Patriots have. So that's that's kind of the big question with them.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. But we'll see what happens uh, with them. This one might surprise some people. I have the Minnesota Vikings, and because you know we don't know how things are going to materialize in um, in Baltimore, and because they were thirteen to four last year. You know, they've yet to make tons of noise in
0: the playoffs, but I'm going to put the Vikings at the top of the B tier. Wow. That is surprising because that 13 and four four turned out to be, I think, a fraudulent 13 and four. I think,
1: you know, Paper Tiger in the playoffs are the best offensive player in the league. Um, Kirk Cousins knows how to get them the ball. That's all that matters. Jordan Addison is going to be pretty good. Um, They lose Dalvin Cook, but I think Alexander Madison, when he needs to step up, has proven that he is capable. Um, I like the Falcons, uh, not the Falcons. I don't know why I said the Falcons. Uh, I like the Vikings more than most people, probably. I still think they're going to win at least 11 games this year. They'll be in the playoffs. Um, will Kirk Cousins get over the hump? I don't know. I like KJ Osborne to step up in a maybe bigger role. Um, their offensive line is decent. I think TJ Hawkinson is going to go off mm-hmm. this year. Um, and I think Miles Gaskin can be a decent running back, too, who they just added. Um I'm trying to remember there was one guy. Um, on defense that Byron Murphy, I like Byron Murphy. I don't know why I drew a blank on his name. I think he's like a guy that could be a missing piece for them a mm-hmm. uh, cast off of the cardinals, so um, yeah, it might be a little controversial, but I need to see how things materialize with the um with the Ravens. you know, I think there's a good chance they're better than the Vikings, but I think you could make a case for either way, and Justin Jefferson is Justin Jefferson, and Jordan Addison could be pretty phenomenal right off the bat very
0: good number 2 absolutely mm-hmm. That Cowboys I think it might old. be a little bit of a hot take but it is yeah. Yeah, again and I, I wouldn't have had them one I think I would have had them maybe 3 4 like if I got the Cowboys I probably would have put Dallas at one cuz I think their defense is one of the best in you, the league you
1: you um, are weirdly high on the Cowboys I, put, I, I don't know why you like, put like I'm that high first on the Cowboys at the until they top of the C tier which I thought was crazy and you would have put them at the top of the B tier
0: yeah I, I would have. I probably like, would have had three, Dallas
1: B tier at the best.
0: Okay. I, so then we probably would have flipped a couple of them because I probably would have went yeah. Dallas, Baltimore, Minnesota mm-hmm. as my top three in the B tier. But again, like it's, it's, fair. it's fair though, because again, I, you, I also you factor think in O'Connor the Mike O'Connor's
1: McCarthy thing. What's up? I also think Kevin O'Connell is a
0: great coach. So he is. Yep. So that's what I mean too. You factor in the coaching decision and everything too. And then it does make sense that you have Dallas as the third best team in the B tier. You know, mm-hmm. I, maybe I, it's a toss up at that point between Staley and McCarthy. Um, so that that one you could you could argue who's the dumber of the two, but it Minnesota you know towards the top end is not the craziest thing. Having them number one is where things might, like you said, might get a little crazy. and might 13 be a four, hot man. take, but like I said though that turned out to be a very fraudulent thirteen and four. They got against got four, up against good teams four. and fair they enough. Who was in front of them? Yep, I knew that was coming. I, playoffs. Yep, exactly until it mattered. Um, I get the Patriots. Patriots are tough. I mean, let's, let's be real though. If we're, if
1: we're doing this ahead of the playoffs, unless they're like dominating, I'm putting them lower in the B tier.
0: Oh, fair enough. Okay. But that is fair. right
1: now, like they're going to be good this year again.
0: So I I got to put it, I got to give them a little bit of respect. You fair have the enough. Patriots. Uh, I do. And I'm putting the Patriots in the C tier. I think a lot has to break right for the Patriots as we'll get to the record predictions on next week's show. Um, I might be a little higher on the Patriots than some I'm hoping for Mac Jones bounce back season. Um, obviously, the Patriots' defense could be one of the better ones in the league. That will have to carry them most likely again this year. Very excited to see what Bill O'Brien brings to the offense. I'm going to put the Patriots as the top team in the C tier. Fair, minus Fair. the fact that the Raiders obviously beat them on that wacky play last year. So maybe mm-hmm. some people will argue that the Raiders are a better team. But you know that was a one, hopefully one time thing that will never happen again. Yeah. Um, I think the Patriots are just you know better. All around, maybe, obviously, except for number one receiver running, you know, number one running back, and then, you yeah. obviously the quarterback position, you can make a case that Mac Jones and, and Garoppolo are, are similar, but Garoppolo is probably a little better, but I mm-hmm. do have the Patriots as my top C-team, as of, or C-tier as of right now.
1: Yeah, I think that's right where they belong. Thank you. You could make the case for the Raiders, but, like, I'm not going to argue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very fair. I will go with the Saints next. and Saints are a tough one. I'm putting the Saints ahead of the Bears in C-tier. Okay, that is fair. I can't, like, Derek Carr is good, but it's funny because they're right behind Sean Payton's team, but I think you can interchange them with the Broncos. You really Um, could, yeah. I really do think Michael Thomas is going to return to his normal form to some extent this year, too, and I think Derek Carr is capable enough to potentially get them in a wild card. Probably not, but maybe. So I'm putting them in the C-tier.
0: Okay. I'm Give sticking New in New
1: York G-Men.
0: And maybe this is crazy to some because they made the playoffs last year, but I'm sticking with the Giants in the C tier. I'm not sold on them. As we know oh, from last week, know. I'm not, I was very against you putting Daniel Jones in the B tier. Um, not sold on him as we joked about, or I joked about numerous times. I thought Saquon was pretty much that whole offense times last year. Um, you know, Daniel Jones did make strides. I'm not going to, you know, knock him for that. Um, I do like Brian Dable. Um, obviously showed what he can do as a head coach last year, getting the giants to the playoffs. The question is, is where do I want to put them in the C tier? Um, and that is where I'm struggling here. Cause I think they're better than the Packers, which is maybe crazy to some. I want to think they're better than the Raiders again, cause they made the playoffs last year. And I want to think, you know, it, it's really a coin toss between them and the Patriots for me. And again, the fact that the giants made the playoffs last year and the Patriots did not is what's really throwing me off here. So if I could ask for a lifeline here, what are your thoughts on the giants this year? and? if you had to make my pick for me, where would you put them knowing that I'm going to put them somewhere in the C tier? I think they are probably in 11 and six, 10 and 17. Okay. So in that case, then I will, that's going to throw off my record for a spoiler really quick. For those who know the Patriots schedule might throw my, my thing into question here. Um... I'm going to put them behind the Patriots, maybe crazy to some. But
1: as I don't I said, think it's maybe, like that crazy though.
0: I feel like it's a coin toss, like toss up between those two teams. Cause they're both could have an
1: iffy receiver core. They had Darren Waller. They had good mm-hmm. line, good coach defense is a bit of a work in progress. They had a Um Who's the guy they got recently? I'm drawing a blank on. Um They had drafted Deontay banks. Um, You know, I think you could have put them in the back of the B tier. I probably would have put them front of the C tier. Okay. But I don't know. It's like somewhere in that area. They're a tough team to place. Yep. Um, while we're on the topic of New York, though, I have the New York Jets. And although we don't know what uh, will happen with them this year, might be crazy, but they do have Aaron Rodgers. I'm putting them ahead of the Dolphins in the B tier. I think that's a good spot for them. It feels so stupid to say that, but, <laughs> I mean, they have Aaron Rodgers. Unless They get a better defense you know, than
0: the Dolphins, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, their defense is awesome. Sauce is amazing. Um, I like Jordan Whitehead. Uh, they drafted Will McDonald in the first round. We'll see how he does. It feels
0: so weird putting him in the B tier, but I'm putting him in the B tier. No, I think it's a good spot for him. I agree with you.
1: Yeah, I don't. You could even. I think you could even put him in the Cowboys.
0: I wouldn't. Yeah, say that's too crazy. I
1: just. I can't do it yet. The Cowboys have a proven defense, and Dak. You know, Dak could surprise us. Um, mm-hmm. He's still have a good offense. Um, we'll see. But I think
0: that's right around where the Jets belong. I think, you know, you keep saying them, but I think Aaron Rodgers is a big enough wild card, too, to have some questions. Like, mm-hmm. did he play bad in Green Bay last year because he wanted out, or did he play bad because this yeah, is the did. beginning of the end for him? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, the, the Jets, Jets are weird for me. me. I, I feel, feel like they, they... succeed. Yeah, it's a true. Thorough line at the same time. You yep. Know. A little iffy. He is, is getting the tie back
1: there. to a vote of confidence, though. He's had a tough start to his career as a very highly talented prospect with injuries. So mm-hmm. maybe the jets are really good this year. Maybe they're not. Who knows? Who
0: knows? Um,
1: you have the Philadelphia.
0: I Eagles. was hoping I didn't get this one. Cause I was very curious to see where you would put them. We've had a lot of talk of, you know, teams that have made super bowls, you know, with the chiefs and the Bengals being in the S tier. I still think the Eagles are, you know, very much have an elite defense, but then you remember they did lose. What was it? Nine guys on their defense or something ridiculous in the off season. Um, You know, Jalen Hurts obviously jumped up, had a massive step up. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, still two of the, you know, one of the best wide receiver tandems in the league. I want to put them in the S tier. I really do, but I don't know if I can. Just because of the losses on defense. But again, I still think they're going to be fine. So, and then, like, I'm thinking about it too. Like, if we leave just the Buffalo Bills in the A tier, is that crazy to think? No, I I think... The Buffalo Bills is the exact type of team that
1: should only be in the eighth tier. If it comes down to that, if there's two teams in the eighth tier, fine.
0: But mm-hmm. I think having just the bills there is fine. Okay. Well, in that case, then I will put the Eagles in the S tier. That made that very much an easy decision to make. Cause... Where would you like to put them?
1: Hmm. Behind the Bengals? In front of the Bengals?
0: I'm going to put them in front of the Bengals, I believe. Because again, I think the Eagles defense is better than the Bengals and their offenses are right up there with each other. I think that would be a fun Super Bowl to watch. I wish that was a Super Bowl we had to watch last year because I think it would have been a shootout. Um, So I'll put them right in the middle, right behind the Chiefs, obviously, because they lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl this past year, um, but right ahead of the Bengals, because I think they are a little slightly better off than Cincinnati.
1: That's fair. Thank you. I think you can go either way there. Um, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the C tier is going to fill up a little bit more. I am putting them ahead of the Packers and behind the Raiders in C tier.
0: Behind the Raiders? What's the reasoning there? Because I think I would have had them ahead of the Raiders.
1: Don't know what Kenny Pickett yet. Najee Harris doesn't impress me. Their defense is solid, especially on the uh, front of the defensive line and on the edge. Um, George Pickens is probably going to pop off this year, but who knows? Um, Allen Robinson is a decent ad, but he's nothing crazy. Deontay Johnson is good. If he stays healthy, there's some question marks and the O-line is going to be a work in progress the next couple of years. Um, I think they belong right, uh, squeezed in the middle of the C tier.
0: Okay. Fair enough. You have the Seattle Seahawks. There's another team I did not want. I know that's probably a cop out to say, but the Seahawks are another weird one for me because they were a playoff team last year. Um, but it really comes down to me, you know, how much do you buy in on Geno Smith? Was he, you know, kind of a one hit wonder last year, got a nice little pay raise now this year, and then might turn back into Geno Smith. Say we will Pete Carroll. I think, you know, he's a half decent coach. He's proven you now success in the NFL. The C tier is going to continue to fill up for me. And I'm going to put them towards the front. Definitely ahead of Pittsburgh, definitely ahead of the, the Raiders, I think, because I'm not as high on the Raiders, I don't think, as you are, unless you agree with me that you think Seattle's better than them. Um, and I'm going to put them ahead of the Giants, I think. Right behind the Patriots, huh? Right behind the Patriots. Interesting. Yep. Interesting.
1: I like it. I think it's fair. Um, okay. I think you can make the case for them ahead of the Patriots, but I, think you I don't think like yeah. you're wrong either way. Um, I just like the like Patriots it. defense a little more than Seattle's. Mm-hmm. I am excited to watch Devin Witherspoon this year. He's my favorite Corner in last year's draft. Yep. Um, no offense, Christian Gonzalez, but <laughs> I didn't expect Christian Gonzalez to be a Patriot. So um, exactly, yeah. Especially I wasn't watching down him two times do it, breath, so. mm-hmm. hoping he'd be a Patriot. I was, you know, hoping for it as an outside shot, but I do like Christian Gonzalez quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. I have the San Francisco Forty ers They have not been to a Super Bowl yet, but I think if the dominoes
0: fell a little better, they would have. They had a quarterback last year. They absolutely would have.
1: Mm. This is really tough
0: because I really want to put him in the S tier. But- Do the right thing. I don't know what you think the right thing is. We talked about this earlier, so you should know what the right thing is. Mm. When you started with they haven't been to a Super Bowl, that really scared me for a second because I think – I mean, as that's, we a, that's just about, part
1: of the equation. They're kind of like enough. the Bills in a lot of ways.
0: It's fair. It's, it, you know they, they, are, have
1: a, they have a lesser quarterback than the Bills.
0: You could argue they are the Bills, and this might sway your decision here. You could argue they are the Bills of the NFC. All the talent in the world should get there and just haven't done it for some reason. I don't even remember what you said about that. I said that they, cause we were arguing earlier. Originally I had the 49ers as my one S tier team. And I said, I think they were a little better constructed all around than the chiefs and the Eagles. Cause obviously again, the Eagles the losses on defense, the, the, the Niners have one of the best offenses all around in football with yeah. the amount of weapons they have there. So that's what made me sway to the S tier as well. Um, you know, Shanahan, very good head coach until maybe yeah. you get to crunch time and then things might fall apart a little bit. Um, so, so maybe, it, maybe, maybe that knocks him really
1: as well. The defense is very good. Yep. This Dude, is why the 49ers well, are tough. Head of the Bengals in the S tier or behind the Bengals? I got to would... put them behind the Bengals. I have to. Oh, okay. They don't have All a better right. quarterback, not by a long shot. They great enough. roster, good coach. I gotta put them behind the Bengals. I I haven't got to the Super Bowl yet. Bengals have eighth here, There's a case for it. Just wouldn't have felt right. No, and I don't think I'd put them ahead of the Bills if I did that for you know quarterback reasons. So I think S the back of the S makes the most sense. I think that's very fair. The lesser of two evils, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm. The Tampa Bay Bucks. Hmm. They weren't very good with Tom Brady last year. And I don't think they're going to be very good with Baker Mayfield this year. But I think they'll be better than the Rams. So I think I'm going to put I think I'm going to put them at the head of the D tier.
1: Okay. I'm not that
0: that high on the Buccaneers. I know they still have, you know, plenty of veterans there. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. I don't think their numbers are going to drop off that drastically without Brady there because they, you know, obviously Brady didn't go out on a a great note with his play at the end of the season or just throughout the season. You know, so maybe it's not the craziest thing to think of. 40-plus-year-old Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. There's going to be a drop-off, but with how Brady was playing at the end of the season, I don't think it's too crazy to say the drop-off is going to be that drastic. So I think they'll still be able to produce. I like Rashad White. I think, obviously, he'll give you something in the run game that the Buccaneers didn't have at all last season. Um, so maybe they were a team that surprises. Again, that division to me is wide open, so maybe the Bucks surprise, but right now I have them as a D tier because I think you got to question um, if Baker can, can give them anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he doesn't, maybe they turn to Trask. Maybe he, you know, lights a spark, but who knows? The Buccaneers are a, a big question mark going into the season.
1: I agree. Um, I don't know how long Baker's going to last, but True. the Titans are interesting. They are not a C-tier
0: team for me, but where do I put them in the D tier I would have had them as probably the second to last team in the C-tier. Cause I I'm, I'm high on Mike Vrabel. He, he, Mike Vrabel, I feel like to me is kind of like almost a, a lesser Mike Tomlin. He always seems to figure it out and get, I know the Titans didn't have a good year last year. They weren't over, yeah. a, a, over 500. Um, but Vrabel always seems to be in it somehow with whatever the roster is. Um, Very good head coach, very bad quarterback situation. If you ask me, like, I, I think they should have just given the, the reins to Malik Willis for a full season and see what he had. Um, But they're sticking with Tannehill. They got DeAndre Hopkins, so there is, you know, some more passing ability there. Derrick Henry is still Derrick Henry. i put them in the D tier like you have them as well. And I might put them as the top team in the D tier.
1: Yeah, I
0: think I'm going to do the same. I wanted to, I considered putting them behind the box. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if I can do it. I like the coaching better in Tennessee. Yep. Um, I have questions on defense for both teams, but I think they both have some solid players. Um, Derrick Henry is better running back. Um, I think DeAndre Hopkins could be good, but he's a question mark. Um, I wonder if Traylon Burks is this sleeper guy, because like, nobody ever talks about him because he hasn't really done much yet, but he is a 1st round receiver. I don't know. This This team can get in the playoffs with mediocre QB play, good coaching, and Derek Henry alone. Um,
0: I don't think it's that simple for the Bucs. i got to put him ahead of the Bucs in the D tier. Fair enough. I think that's a, I think that's a good spot because, like I said, I would have had them at the back end of the C tier, so you kind of interchange the two of them, which is fine.
1: Yeah. And you have the Washington Commanders to round it out.
0: Yeah, I don't know what to do with this team because I feel like when you – I mean, obviously, when you think of the Commanders, you think of just the the shit show ownership that it's had. You maybe would have thought that, you know, last year, with it being the Commanders, was – it's Washington. They they had to have had a bad year last year because of the Commanders. And you look at it, they were 8-8-1 last year. So they weren't terrible. They were, you know, pretty average, to say the least. Cs are average for the most part. I think I'm going to put them in the C tier. Ooh. I think I'm going to put them as the probably the last team in the C tier. Again, I like their defense. Um, you know, there are questions on the offensive side of the ball if Terry McLaurin, if that turf toe injury lingers, um, you know, we don't know about Sam Howell so much so that we had him in his own category when we did the quarterback rankings, because we just don't know a lot about the player. Um, I like the running back tandem. I like Robinson and Gibson. That's a I saw a little one, two punch there. So if Howell does struggle, you have something to fall back on there. Um, And who knows, maybe, you know, with the new ownership group, they're trying to turn over a new leaf, obviously. Maybe they, you know, surprise some people this year. I don't think they're going to be terrible. I think they'll be probably pretty average again, maybe a little below average. That's why I have them in the C tier. Interesting. I would have put
1: them towards the front of the D, but I think there's a good case for end of C as well. Mm -hmm. We have a two row C tier, but I mean, that's how I think most lists should probably go. That's the Mm -hmm. most populated tier on, I feel like, on a lot of lists. Yeah, one A tier team, but I think it's the one quintessential
0: A tier team. Four S's. um, Yeah, because they're not bad enough to like. Not to say that anybody in the the B tier is bad, but like the the Bills are better than the B tier. Like they're again, they're a team that should be an S with the talent they have, but just can never get over the hump. So I think, Mm -hmm. as you said earlier, a, a tier of their own isn't the craziest thing because they are. Year after year, one of the most confusing teams to fall. Because they obviously get off to a hot start. They kind of falter in the middle of the season, bounce back, and then just do something to completely fall over themselves in the playoffs, whether that's get beaten by the Chiefs, beaten by the Bengals, um, or whoever it may be. Yep. That's kind of the thing, too, though. It's like, can you you rightfully put them in the same tier as two teams that have just beaten the crap out of them over the years? I don't think you can.
1: You're right. You're right.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you.
1: All right, we'll tweet it out. We'll put it on TikTok and stuff. That is, the tier list. And we're on to baseball.
0: Yeah, baseball. Baseball, yay baseball. Uh, Baseball season that is probably officially over when it comes to the Boston Red Sox. Shocking, to say the least. Um, Not going to recap most of the games, just some of the notes and tidbits that have happened since we last talked Red Sox. If you missed it last weekend, Uh, Mookie Betts came back to town and absolutely dominated with his Dodgers. Uh, pretty much starting the hammering of the nail in the Red Sox coffin. That is the 2023 season. Uh, Mookie finished that series seven for 15, had a home run, four RBIs, two doubles, five runs, a couple of nice catches in right field, and also almost had a chance to sweep the Red Sox. If he hit the ball just a little further in the Red Sox game to win, when uh, Mookie flew out to pretty much the garage door in center field uh, with the bases loaded, handing the Red Sox an eight to five win. A lot of people kind of said the same thing, the talking heads, social media, just a frustrating series overall. Obviously the Red Sox lose it to the Dodgers. They get uh, pants by a much better team, a much better organization. Um, and it was just f- uh, frustrating, sad, upsetting, whatever you want to use to describe it. Uh, to see Mookie come to town, obviously in the middle of an MVP uh, caliber season, it was three fourteen at the time, 36 homers, 94 RBIs, probably going to finish second Toronto, Ronald Cunha just because he's had such a great season um, as a 40, 60 guy or on pace to be. So if he hasn't already hit 40 home runs, um, so Mookie's probably going to come in second, but still, you know, it, it reminded you of a time when the Red Sox had MVP caliber players that were polarizing to watch and fun to watch um, and enjoyable. And again, whichever word you want to use to describe it. So that was kind of the, the start to the, for lack of a better term, kicking the balls at this previous week has been for the Red Sox. Did you have any, or catch any of these games, uh, have any thoughts on Mookie's return, the standing ovation he got or anything that you may have saw watching these if you did. Cause I mean, I don't know if you watched Friday's game. It was on Apple TV Um, Just real quick. Brilliant decision there by the MLB to have Mookie Betts come back to Boston and back to Fenway Park. And the first game that they play is on Apple TV.
1: Yeah, it's fucking sick. I wonder why Mm -hmm. nobody likes baseball. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just a reminder of what you could have had. It's really all it comes down to for me, man. Mm -hmm. It looked a little iffy for Mookie at times last year. You know, maybe it was like, okay, maybe this isn't the worst thing in the world to some people, not to me. Hmm. But guy might hit 50 bombs, maybe not. Definitely gonna hit 40 at this rate. Absolutely. Um, this is what you could have had, and you you might trade Alex for Dugo. He's having visits on the field with Alex. Yeah, uh, Alex weird situation Bloom, there. Weird situation. Connor Wong is a solid catcher, and you no longer have Jeter down. So this is what you could have had. He wanted yeah, to be end, here,
0: you didn't want to pay him. That is what it comes down to. I don't know if you caught, because obviously he was asked about that before the series started. I can't yes. remember who the reporter was. Yeah. And he basically was like, ah, if you want to, you know, get an answer to that question, he wasn't disrespectful about it. Um, but basically was like, that's a question for the guys over there being, you know, Haim and, uh, and John Henry, you can ask them about how contract situations and negotiations went. So I found that kind of funny, maybe a slight shot from Mookie Betts. I doubt it because he doesn't seem like he's that type of guy. Uh, But just found that interesting that that was his answer. It didn't really go into uh, too many specifics on what happened.
1: Yeah, you can ask that rotting, stupid, unserious dickhead, John Henry, if you want. Wherever he is, because
0: he's definitely not at Fenway Park. Yeah, so fuck him. Fuck ownership of this team. Mm -hmm. It's bad. It's gotten bad. It's it's, it's getting worse. On to the next little... Uh, talking point that happened with the Red Sox over the weekend after this series of the Dodgers and after Chris Murphy was uh, left out on the mound to die on Sunday, seven to four loss where he pitched four innings, allowed nine hits and gave up six earned runs. It was Kyle Bearclaw's time and his turn to rot on the mound. Bearclaw. And f- yeah, Bearclaw uh, in a thirteen to five loss. He yeah, needed a, a little bit more of that when it came to pitching, a little bit more, you know, gusto and everything because. Holy crap! You and I could have done what he did on uh, in that thirteen to five loss, four and a third, eleven You're hits, ten earned runs. Credit. What's up?
1: You're giving me too much credit.
0: I don't know about that. You might be able to go go out there and give up ten hey, runs and, Ryan, and walk five guys and uh, on ninety four pitches. Friend, buddy, pal. No. <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> we could try. That's all that matters, and that's all apparently Alex score was asking for that night. Is just someone go out here and please try. Because um, Cora caught a lot of fire for this, leaving this guy out there in a game where, you know, the bullpen was pretty much rested. It seemed like, again, Chris Murphy had pitched the day before, had eight innings uh, and four innings of work. Um, My thoughts on it, because again, I saw a lot of people arguing, you know, what's wrong with Alex Cora, you know, be considerate, you know, don't have the guy out there to get his teeth kicked in. Um, Was it a horrible look? Absolutely. Like, you don't want to ever see a pitcher go out there and just get his lunch handed to him and give up tenor and runs to the defending World Series champions and just not have an answer for anything. Um, But for me, who's been on this train a little bit, or uh, not a little bit, a lot of it this season. Um, this to me is just another Alex Cora revolt to Bloom. Like, I, I think Core at this point, the season's over again. Like, there's still people thinking we'll get into the waiver, waiver claims for the Angels. Um, some of the people that thought maybe the Red Sox should be in on those. The season's over. Like, if, if I think Core is in full FU mo when it comes to Bloom. If you're going to keep bringing these guys up here, these bums, these so-called depth options that you're giving me, I'm going to expose them for the crap that they are. Like, and I think more people should be mad at Chris Sale too. And he talked about it after the game. He held himself accountable, which at this point, like Chris Sale, it seems like he's doing that at, after every start. Um, but Chris Sale only giving you four and a third in a series in a game that you had to have that you can't excuse that either. So like that, that's the whole thing. It, it comes back to the, the lack of pitching depth that they have. Um, and again, the lack of roster construction from high and bloom where you have Chris Sale who can't go deep into starts anymore. They're protecting him clearly. Um, from, you know, for getting any further injuries at the end of the season. James Paxton looks like he is just completely running out of gas. He's, you know, operating on fumes, it seems like. He, he can't go deep. They probably should have traded him. You're right. Um, Tanner Houck wasn't going to be able to go deep for a while coming back from his injury, so I'm not going to knock him for that too much. Um, it's not that he goes deep in the games anyway. Cutter Crawford, same thing. He only goes through the lineup twice, and then once it's the third time around, he tends to get hit hard. So he's going, you know, four or five innings a start. And then Bayo's hit or miss, depending on how he gets managed. I'll blame Cora the other night in his Houston start for pulling him too soon. I think it was like 82 pitches through four and two thirds. But but this is where you're at. Like you don't have enough depth. It's starting to show up. Um, so Cora letting these, this guy rot on the mound, who's a Heim Bloom addition. It, it's a bad look, sure. But I don't hate it because again, I think it's going to help expose that Bloom doesn't know how to construct a roster. Um, and it's just Cora trying to get the most out of a player that, He doesn't want to waste some of these other guys like a Martin or a Winchkowski or somebody like that in these games that at this point don't matter anymore.
1: Yeah. And I think it shows the state of your team, like, I don't know how much they've been doing openers lately, but I think when your team's doing openers, it shows how much you suck Mm -hmm. and whether that in this case is a thing core is choosing to do every once in a while to highlight the lack of roster talent remains to be seen but you know if you're leaving guys like this in for so long it's sad whether you're doing it intentionally or not but Mm -hmm. i think alex cora expects to be fired and he's like i'm gonna show how much you suck at your job if you're gonna let me go and you and john henry and tom warner are gonna let me go
0: yep it's one middle finger out the door they're going to like
1: i'm not gonna put the l word on it but he's gonna be
0: the scapegoat they're gonna let him go absolutely yep absolutely Cause they're getting what they want out of Heimbloom, you know, fix the prospects, fix the, uh, as we talked about numerous times, you know, put together a somewhat competitive baseball season. The fact that they were in it until whatever the date was, the Dodgers came to town, we'll say August 27th, 28th. Like they they did what they wanted to They put together a half competitive season that they were in right up until, you know, the the start of the roster expansion. And now things are pretty much over. Uh, The bad news continues with Jaron Duran. I think this was another signal that, you know, wave the white flag season is over. Darren Duran has a promising bounce back season. Uh, He ends up going on the injured list with a toe injury. And then the other day ends up getting season ending surgery to fix uh, what was described as a turf toe injury. So Duran's season is over uh, derailed with a final stat line of 102 games. He hit 295 with eight homers, 40 RBIs, uh, 34 doubles. And he was 26, uh, 24 of 26. When it comes to steals led the team in doubles and stolen bases, which again, Kind of sad when a guy that didn't make the opening day roster and was called up a couple months into the year uh, is your guy leading the team in doubles and stolen bases. Maybe it's a showing that, you know, the, the turnaround that Duran had, that's part of it. Um, but this sucks. Like a guy that I think you and I pretty much wrote off at the end of last season with how bad he looked at times. Um, just how much of, you know, maybe again, you know, the whole COVID situation, if people thought he was a head case, something like that. Completely turned his image around, completely turned his season around um, going into this year when there were plenty of questions about him showed that he has some ability and is a guy that should probably stick around here for a little bit, unless they're, you know, able to find some sort of crazy trade form if you want to go down that route. Uh, but this is one that sucks. Cause he was a, one of the few guys I feel like that was left worth watching on this team.
1: Yeah. And um, back to, I agree with you on all fronts. Mm-hmm. Um, back to bloom. I don't think they're ever going to let go of bloom until, you know, maybe he doesn't do enough of the deadline next year. And they finally feel like that's enough if they suck. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to try and give Bloom more time for the guys he's drafted to come along and Fair see enough, what they Phil. can do
0: before they make a decision. I think Heim Bloom's here for another two or three years minimum. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, like there was a comment he had the other night that I'm not going to touch on too much, but I think basically was asked about the the fan reaction. I remember hearing him say something like, "Oh, you know, it shows that the fans care." It's like, okay, yeah, uh, I'm glad you know that we can't
1: don't want you to suck. Yeah, exactly. Either, it's like you it, don't do I'm glad that fixed that in the yeah day.
0: I'm glad that's what your takeaway was, is that, oh, they care. That's why they're so upset. No, they're, they're so upset because your team has sucked now for the last, you know, handful of years, and you've really done nothing to fix it except get rid of guys that people like and not make moves when you should. Uh, one move they did make, though, that makes sense, uh, and I'm glad they're sticking to it because there was maybe some talks with William Breu coming back, um, and then Pablo Reyes coming off the injured list that maybe Sedane uh, Rafaela would be. Cedon. Did you sneeze? Say Don. Say Don. Say Don. You know I can't pronounce names. Um, but yeah, he is here was called up as, uh, in the Red Sox number three overall prospect with Pablo Reyes going in the injured list. Will you going on paternity leave? Rafaela comes up couple of good games goes, uh, two for five, one RBI, one double a run scored and two strikeouts and a couple of games versus the Astros, uh, period in center field in the 13 to five loss. And then was it short and leading off on Wednesday's game where he went one for four. Um, like I said, seems like he's going to stick around here. I'm glad. Cause again, the Red Sox are not playing meaningful games in September this is a guy you need to keep up on the major league roster, play as much as you possibly can and see what you have. Cause he's a guy that should factor into your team next year, whether he is your starting right fielder. If you trade Verdugo, uh, maybe he's your starting second baseman. If you decide to go that route, you got to figure out where he's most comfortable, what he can do and what skills he has um, to see if, you know, he's going to be a part of the big league roster next year. And it would only make sense to keep him around uh, for the remainder of the season. He
1: looks like Mookie with that swing. I'm just he saying he does. he's mini Seven Mookie. Since he came up. He yep.
0: looks like Mookie.
1: Him and Miguel Blaze, this isn't you know a coincidence. Some of these young guys are modeling their swings after Mookie bets. It's mm-hmm. a good guy to model your game after. Yep. Um I love Sadon. Everything I've seen of him in the past few years is exciting. Um he has adjusted very well to the minor league levels over the years. Um I haven't seen anything to be concerned about. I love him.
0: I think he's electric. He mm-hmm. is something to get excited about. So he's one of the few reasons to why. Like he has replaced Duran as uh, he legit was the only reason I watched the game. Not when I found out he was uh, leading off in the Wednesday afternoon game, I'm like, yeah, I'll tune in to see what he can do. I don't care about what the rest of that. It was a bail start. I think too. So maybe that was a little bit of a two, one to watch. Um, but yeah, they are. And then of course, Devers, like they are the three guys to, to watch this team for right now. And that, that's pretty much it. Cause everyone else you kind of know what they are Um. Rafael is, like I said, a guy you hope sticks around Um, with Ross is expanding tomorrow. Although there, I think it's going to be Walter and Valdez that are coming up. Yeah. You got to keep Rafael on this roster. I don't care where he plays, just play him somewhere and see what you have.
1: I agree. I'm with you. All right. Fair enough.
0: And a couple of other housekeeping uh, notes, because some things have happened around baseball that have maybe been some head scratching things. The Angels showing how much of a poverty franchise they truly are Uh, when they shocked the baseball world on Tuesday, announcing that they were waiving Lucas Giolito, Matt Moore, Ronaldo Lopez, and outfielders Hunter Renfro and Randall Gritchick. Of course, Giolito and Lopez, they acquired for a top 100 prospect, uh, the 85th overall prospect, Edgar Cuero, and then Kai Bush, who was the White Sox two, excuse me, the Angels two and three prospects in their organization. They went to the White Sox, Giolito and Lopez get waived. Uh, Matt Moore as well. Renfro, who was already on the team, Gritchick, who they traded for, waived as well. Um, Gelito has been horrible since being acquired from the Angels, one and five with a 689 ERA. He's allowed 10 home runs and 32 and two thirds innings of work to go along with 25 earned runs. Lopez has been good out of the bullpen, 0 and 2 in 12 games, 231. And then Gritchick was horrible as well, 27 games, a 165 batting average with four homers and eight RBIs. Everyone except for Gritchick has been claimed so far. Gelito, Lopez, and Moore were all claimed by the Guardians. Renfro was claimed by Cincinnati and then Gritchick was clear uh cleared through waivers so i believe he'll report to the Angels minor league uh team for doing so any thoughts here other than kind of what i said that the angels just continue to show that they just run their team into the ground and continue to make just head scratching baseball decisions that if i'm Shohei Ohtani See the ya. minute this season ends i am getting the hell out of dodge and going somewhere else where you can actually uh you know win some baseball games maybe make the playoffs cuz there is no hope for this team in LA at least in my opinion
1: so yeah um they're just not serious about anything. No.
0: Does not That's seem like it. what it comes down to. Yep. But not serious
1: about anything.
0: Nope. The Yankees don't seem to be either, although they are making some interesting moves. They're calling up a couple of their top prospects. So the youth movement is on in New York. Uh, probably should have happened earlier, as we said. The trade deadline. Maybe should have made some more moves to help your team out. They chose to waive for the Harrison Bader, and the way they did it is more so what caught headlines. Uh, Bader, when he was asked about it, I was questioned, you know, how'd you find out? Basically said I was in the lunchroom watching ESPN and I saw it come flashing across the TV screen that I had been waived. Uh, He was claimed today by the Cincinnati Reds. Just another, again, kind of similar to the Angels, head scratching decision by the Yankees, a trade that was made at last year's trade deadline when they traded Jordan Montgomery to the Cardinals. Um, Since, you know, the the trade has gone down. This is from, I think Yankee world on Twitter Uh, had Harrison Bader as a Yankee, 96 out of 188 games. 239 with a 632 OPS, uh, a 1.4 war for the people that care about that. And then Jordan Montgomery is a Cardinal and a Ranger. Uh, he has not missed a start since being acquired at the deadline last year, 216 innings of work, uh, 317 ERA and a 4.9 F war from hoodie. Mabin on Twitter, he said Jordan Montgomery's 3.17 ERA in baseball uh, since the Yankees traded him is the ninth lowest in baseball among qualified starters. Uh, so Yankees, Could use the pitching help this year with the injuries they've had. Harrison Bader really did not work out for them. But I think, again, the thing that was the more shocking and surprising was how Bader found out, and the Yankees just, I guess, did not bother to tell him that he was going to get waived before he was, again, having lunch, I think, in the clubhouse and found out watching uh, the television that was there. So nice move there by the Yankees.
1: Didn't Carlos Rodon, like, blow a sarcastic kiss to the fans or something like that? He He did. He got rocked in one of his starts. Um he was getting like second booed. or third
0: start off the injured list. That's getting good. booed walking Sounded off like the field and he was
1: five six years. blowing kisses.
0: Yeah. So good. What happened to my once proud Yankees, Ryan? That's I don't know. It's a shame. But uh some of the moves too by them. They did make a smart move in waving and releasing Josh Donaldson, who was surprisingly picked up by the Brewers today, so good luck to them. Dude, um
1: but no nobody should have this fucking asshole in their team. I don't I get from yeah, from that standpoint
0: too. But I don't get what the Brewers see from uh Baseball ability anymore. Like sucks and he's a douchebag. He is 100 percent But like Like, I said, if you want to get the Yankees credit for something, getting him off the roster, uh, to make room for again top prospects, Oswaldo Peraza and Everson Pereira. And then I saw Jason Dominguez is getting called up as well, um, along with I think Austin Wells, one of their top catchers. Yep. So at least the Yankees, again, a little too late here when it comes to getting all these young guys up here. Um, probably should again sold off of the trade deadline, like we talked about, but at least they are trying to do something. Um, productive and proactive with making some of these moves. Uh, the Angels, though, again, like them waving all these guys, because it's not like you have these prospects now to call up. They are now property of the Chicago White Sox. So you yep. got Gilito and Lopez for nothing.
1: Yeah, and uh, you got to fire Brian Cashman, but I hope they don't.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's like the Yankees, as long as they're employing Brian Cashman and uh, Aaron Boone, you don't have to worry about I've said it years now. You don't have to worry worry about the Yankees. And I think Yankees fans are starting to know that, that like they are not going to be successful with these two guys at the helm. So as long as you don't want to have to worry about the Yankees, it would be nice for both of them to stay employed uh, in the Bronx.
1: Yeah.
0: But that's pretty much it for the baseball stuff, like I said. Some housekeeping notes, and then, of course, the Red Sox. Catching up on them and just the complete – spiral that they have been in the tailwind that they have gone down uh probably could have saw it coming but again give credit to them that they were able to put together a competitive baseball season until pretty much the last week of august so a little bit of a golf clap there i guess for them in that sense heim bloom yeah. did his job in the eyes of the red Sox ownership yeah
1: the red sox ownership that doesn't care so they won't mm-hmm. fire him so no nope. they'll just use the coach at the scapegoat which is yep. fine whatever fire blame him, it him. on they alex blank. cora fire him don't care But like it's lame at the same time mm-hmm. um that is going to wrap it up for episode 157 of the savager and credit sports podcast um thank you so much for listening you can find us wherever you find your podcast you can find us on um football tv streaming as well maybe on tiktok in the future stay tuned for that um find us on uh twitch and youtube on the full press coverage pages uh, you can find us on tiktok you can find us on twitter at mike underscore karate and ryan underscore savager on the show at sal and karate pod We'll see you next week in September, ahead of football season, one of our favorite episodes of the year. We'll talk to you then. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy the last few days of summer and stuff as it winds down, sadly, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Peace out. Step into the world
0: of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything now. You want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chumpacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. laundry? Ooh, a book club! <sighs>